Welcome to season four of Exploring the Prophetic. We are on a journey of spiritual curiosity to see how God's voice can impact us and the world around us. I interview guests from every walk of life and background about how their relationship with God and hearing His voice has given them different opportunities and breakthrough experiences. This season, I'm also asking every guest how they got through a time when they thought they had heard from God or they received a prophetic word from someone else that didn't happen and how God helped them to resolve that. Come join our conversation on Exploring the Prophetic starting now. Thanks for joining Explorers, the Exploring series today. And my name is Sean Bowles. I'm your host. And I was just thinking about the kind of time we're in right now in society and how so many things have happened, like the hackers hacking in America, the oil system. And then we had, you know, things like cryptocurrencies taking off and they're so unstable. But at the same time, who thought that there'd be new currencies in our generation, our lifetime? And then seeing people, you know, work from home still in the masses and, and that it's working, that God's done something where churches outside the church, the churches are just now going back in a lot of states from, you know, not being able to meet for the last, I'm talking about America, of course, not being able to meet for the last year. And then some other countries are still in complete lockdown. What a day we live in, but what a time that if we hear God's voice, his voice can make such a difference, not only in our lives personally, but also in the lives around us. And today I'm going to be sharing some stories. I don't have a guest today. I'm going to be sharing some of my God stories specifically around how God sent different mentors into my life at different seasons that I could have never met on my own. I could have never pursued and had this kind of relationship with them and how they helped to advance me or help to impart something to me that gave me faith to take on different missions in life and maybe with more energy or expectation is a better word than I would have if I hadn't have had these uh, different men and women in my life. And so stay tuned. We're going to be talking about being mentored in the prophetic and how that works. Hi, this is Shannon from the Bowles team. I want to tell you about an exciting offer for our brand new book, Wired to Hear, written by Sean Bowles and Bob Hassan. It's about connecting God's voice to your life, influence, and career. If you work for a living or run your own business and you desire to hear God's voice for yourself in the workplace, this is the book for you. Right now, you can pre-order Wired to Hear through bowlsministries.com. You'll receive a signed copy, a submission for a free grant, and many other exclusive offers only available through bowlsministries.com. Grab your copy today. So we're back and I'm going to be talking specifically about one of the prophetic words I received when I was 15 years old was from a woman named Teresa. And Teresa was a, an early mentor of mine. She came into our lives in a really random way because she was an adult and she ran after hearing God's voice, deliverance, healing, these kinds of things. And she joined our youth group leadership team because God told her to up in Sacramento, California. So she became one of our youth leaders. And it was at a time when I was really at kind of a spiritual identity crisis. I, I, I knew enough to have to be saved, uh, but I was frustrated with the church. So I didn't want to be around the church. I wanted to be saved, but I didn't want to be in the church <laughs> at the time because there was a lot of weird stuff going on. And she came in and just made the kingdom exciting. She was so full of joy and she would just talk to anybody and pray for anybody and tell us we could do it too. And it would take us out on you know, missions, we'd go out like on Friday nights or Saturday nights. And she'd say, let's go pray for and, and see if God will show us things for three or four people. And we were 15 and 16 and 17 years old. And she would call up a few of us and say, what did God show you last night? Did you have any dreams? Let's interpret them together. So she gave us a real hunger for spiritual things, which I, I'm so grateful for. And I walked with Teresa for a long time in that. 
and gave me a hunger for looking for scripture for all the words that I was getting and so that the Bible would become real to me. And it was so awesome, but I don't want to tell that story as much as at one point during my youth, I was 15 or 16 years old and she prophesied to me and said, you're going to meet a man. His name is Bob Jones. He was in Kansas city as one of the prophetic guys. I don't know where he is now. I don't know if he's still there or not, but when you meet him, your whole life will change. So I had heard of this man. And as a matter of fact, I had seen him a few years before in a, in a meeting, my parents had taken me to a meeting and he was there and I thought he was a little eccentric, which he was and a little weird, which he was. Um, and I wasn't really, he was a kind of a country hick from Arkansas and I kind of had judgments towards him. Like, uh, he's, he wasn't that great. So to speak, you know, like you're a kid, you're like, ah, it wasn't that powerful meeting. He's overrated type thing. You know? So I just wasn't, when she said it, I was like, Oh, that's interesting. But there's some people on my wish list that I would love to be around. He was not one of them. And so when she said that, I was like, Oh, okay. And it didn't really mean much until I moved to where his ministry was really launched into Kansas city, but he moved away the weekend that I moved there and I moved there under divine direction from God is a long story. Um, maybe I'll tell you one day. And so when I moved there, there was uh, Bob had gone through some things. And so there was kind of an estrangement from that church that I moved to and from Bob and from his life. And so it wasn't like he was going to come back and minister and that they were all happy and whatever. So I actually didn't get to see him and we tried to reach out to him. I think I tried to go to a conference. He was at and speak to him and it just didn't work out. And I thought, you know, these things either are from God or they or they're not. And if they're from God, you have to let God do them. If you try and make them happen in your own strength, it's not going to work. So, <laughs> man, I uh, tried a couple times, like I said, in my own strength to make something happen. It didn't. And at this point, I think I was, you know, I, it, 12 years, 13 years had passed by and the word hadn't happened. And I was doing a lot in ministry and a lot in life. And and uh, I went back to Teresa and I said, oh, you must be a false prophet. I never met Bob Jones and my whole life is just fine. I was just making a joke because we were kind of sarcastic with each other. And she said, she, instead of laughing or, you know, kind of challenging me, she actually got this spiritual look in her eyes. The only prophets get, I love it. Some of the prophetic people get this look in their eyes where it looks like they just look through the heavens for you, you know? And she says, you will meet him and you'll meet him by the year 2003, before the year 2003. And when you do, your whole life will change and things will get set in order. And so much will happen around that time. And I mean, that was years from then, you know, like years from when she gave me the word this time. And I'm like, okay, I think I was 25 at the time. And I thought, well, that's a safe word for her to give because it's so many years from now, I'll forget, you know, and just kind of, I didn't really take it that seriously, but it, it marked me like went inside of me. And I was meeting all kinds of ministry people and learning all kinds of things from some of the, the top leaders in our charismatic Pentecostal movement. And I wasn't really even geared towards, I wasn't even, hadn't even decided if I was going to be in ministry full-time or business at that time, because at the time I was working on a video game and uh, for Universal and working on some projects. So I didn't even know if I believed her or if I needed to worry about this word, but it would just kind of, it would make me intrigued, which I love about the prophetic, especially when it's a word that's outside of your grid that is from God. And so years later, I was invited to go out to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho by a group that I was, you know, in deep connection to. And they said, hey, just so you know, we know you wanted to uh, have us invite John Paul Jackson to be with you here because he was a friend uh, who's another prophetic guy. And they said, but he couldn't come at the last minute. And so we've asked uh, this man that we met, and I'd never heard of this man. I mean, I think I'd heard his name through kind of the conference circuit, but I'd never heard of him. And I was like, oh, bummer. Just in my head, like, oh, but he was such a great guy. And he happened to be Bob Jones' ministry partner, but I didn't know that. So we got to the, the conference, and I'd had a really profound dream about this man the night of the conference started. And so I told him the dream and it was very specific and it was very words of knowledge. This is back in 2002. So I mean, I had words of knowledge about, I said, you know, I had this dream that there's a man in heaven who had passed away 
uh, his name was Stephen, and he uh, he was like Stephen in the Bible for you. And this man's who I'm talking to is named Paul. So I said he it's uh, uh, you know he's like your uh, like Paul needed a Stephen to be martyred for you know to be part of his cloud of witnesses. You know Paul might even martyred Stephen. We don't know, but I know before there was a Paul, there was a Stephen. Well, this man before there's you, there was this man, and he even had something to do with like publishing your books. And the man who I was speaking to said, this man, Stephen was a pastor and he paid for a first book printing because he so believed in my book that he forced me basically to write it and then paid for all the printing of it so we can get it out there and then died right after mysteriously because it was really healthy and he died in uh, a weird aneurysm or something. And so he said, this is exactly true. And this really, and the book's being published right now. So like that, the book that we worked on with him a year ago is being published. And so this man, Paul said, you need to meet my ministry partner, his name is Bob Jones. Have you ever heard of him? And I said, oh my gosh, I kind of have a prophetic word about meeting him. And then I thought about the timing. This was October of 2002. And I started laughing out loud. And I said, there's a woman who gave me a word that I would meet him. And it would be before 2003. And that my whole life would change. So I'd love to meet him. He goes, well, I'm going to pay for you to come. We have a leadership conference on November uh, 2nd and uh, 3rd. And I want to pay for you to come. Can you come? And so I changed my time, my schedule around so I can be at this conference. And um, when I got there, um, Bob and his wife at the time, Viola, had they picked me up in the with a, the pa- or the pastor picked me up, but they were in the car as well as this man Paul and his his wife. And when I got in the car, he just kept staring at me, just staring and staring and staring. And I thought, this is so weird. He keeps staring at me, and I thought it wasn't good. Like I thought, oh, is he discerning something or does he not like me? Because he stared with intensity. Like, I, and I heard he's jolly. So I just thought this is not in the character of how I thought he would be. And it's making me really nervous because I've had this really intense word, but I also have this man who's kind of being unusual with me. And so when we got to the place we were going, it was a pastor's dinner for uh, maybe 40, um, 40 to 50 people. And I sat as far away from Bob as I could. And this pastor that was sitting next to Bob said, hey, I've heard of you. Aren't you the guy who, and kind of talked about a prophecy I'd given for the Pacific Northwest. Didn't you get this word from the Pacific Northwest? Can you tell us about it? Come over here and sit. And they sat me weirdly right across from Bob. I say weirdly because there was kind of a U-shape series of uh, set of tables in the room, but people were only sitting on the outside of it. So I was the only one inside the U. So I was like directly in the middle of all these pastors. And, and he says, tell me. And Bob was just eating his chicken. He had a chicken on a bone. He was just eating his chicken, just staring at me. And finally, the, one of the women uh, who knew me said, well, Bob, what are you thinking about? And he goes, I'm thinking about this young man. And she goes, what are you thinking about the young man? And he goes, he looks at me, and he goes, tell me something. And I go, and then he sat, he, he paused. And I was like, this is like meeting a biblical prophet, you know? And I said, what do you want me to tell you? And he said, I don't know, just tell me something. Tell me about something you're thinking about right now. And I said, actually, I was thinking about when I first saw you, I was 13 years old. And uh, you were sitting in a lawn chair because I think you hurt your back or something. And you were speaking to a group of people and you prayed for everybody. He goes, I remember that. Now, this man, Bob Jones, had prayed for literally hundreds of thousands of people. And this was a crowd where he prayed for maybe 1,300 of us to 2,000 of us. I can't remember how many. And he just put his hand across our head and he said, holy in the Lord, holy in the Lord. And he said that over each person and said there was oil in his hands. But I remember as a 13-year-old, I didn't feel anything in his hands. I just felt dry and sticky. And I th- and so he, when he got to me, he said, did you feel that? And I feel oil. And I said, no, I don't feel that. And he goes, that's unbelief. Smiled, laughed, and slapped me in the forehead kind of playfully it wasn't mean and i thought that was a weird old man so when bob asked me now this many years later what are you thinking about i'm thinking about the fact that he slapped me in the head and told me i had unbelief and i'm like laughing 
And then I look at him and go, ah, nothing. And I just think about the first time when I saw you. And he said, oh, I remember that. And I said, there's no way you remember that. He goes, don't tell me what I remember and what I don't remember. I remember that. And I said, what do you remember? And he goes, well, you didn't believe that. I had oil in my hands and I slapped your forehead and told you I had unbelief. And I was like, <laughs> my mouth just went wide open. He goes, but I'm not impressed by that though. What I am impressed by is that you had an encounter with God recently and I'm, I've seen you, I've seen you before. And I said, well, I think I saw you in heaven. Now I won't tell the whole story, but I'd had a vision on October. Um, it doesn't matter. I had a vision in October and in the vision, I was watching Bob in heaven having a vision. So, and we saw each other, but I thought it was just all symbolic. I thought it was just my God using my, you know, inspired imagination type thing because it felt very symbolic. And he goes, no, I've seen you. He goes, Oh, I saw you in heaven. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you saw me in heaven. I saw him in heaven. And I told this man, Paul and his wife and a few other people that I'd had this vision. And then Bob says, even the date of the vision. Now they, they would never tell Bob this. This is Bob being Bob. And Bob said, this is, I saw you in heaven and God's doing something where he's making you heavenly minded and he's changing you. And he's, and he's, I need to help train you and impart the prophetic to you even more. Now realize I had had a word in 2000 in 1991. I think it was about meeting Bob Jones. It is now 2002 and November, the midnight hour of the word. And he's telling me, I saw you in heaven too. I need to train you in the prophetic. This is a relationship that probably tens of thousands of people would have wanted and that, which I didn't necessarily want. I wasn't, it's not that I didn't want it. I just didn't really understand it. And I never looked at him as some, someone I would have pursued to be a mentor. He's just so parabolic. He would speak in riddles all the time, but I really loved the man, but I just didn't have that connection. And he all of a sudden began to explain to me for the next two hours, so many spiritual things that went in like an encyclopedia into my soul and then from that point on, every time we got together, he poured in, he just, he was a fire hose and he would just pour in revelation and understanding and have me ask questions and answer all my, ask me every revelation I've ever had and interpret them. And it was one of those kinds of things that you couldn't have asked for if you knew how to ask for it. And I all of a sudden had this man who interpreted things in my heart and what God was thinking and what I should be thinking and how I could position myself for more revelation. And I just thought, God, everybody needs a Bob Jones. And I felt like the Holy Spirit said when Bob Jones passed away, he passed away on Mother's Day. I mean, sorry, Valentine's Day a few years ago. And when he passed away, I felt like God said, remember when you said everyone needs a Bob Jones? I actually send mentors all the time, but people aren't open, just like you weren't initially open to even thinking about Bob as a mentor because he seemed so eccentric to you. Many people's greatest mentors that are potentials for them, they wouldn't even think of because it's not what they directly think they need or want. And so a lot of times a young businessman in the church will say, I need a mentor and they'll look for the top earner who's already speaking from the platform with the pastor at the church who has zero time. They're not looking for the man who had a 35 year career or the woman who had a 35 year career and is semi-retired and actually has time for them who killed it in their marriage, who killed it with their kids, who killed it in their business, but isn't known or seen, but they're not looking for that person. They're not looking for somebody who could be a role model. They're looking for somebody who's sensational, who they could you know, be inspired by, who is more heroic. And uh, visibly, and I just was like, wow. So for me, I was looking for people who looked more empowered, who looked more set up, um, even externally, you know, to the to the mainstream audience. I wasn't looking for a Bob Jones, who really was a prophet of the church and was very confusing to listen to at times. But man, what I got was exactly what I needed to learn how to translate God's voice. 
and learn how he speaks and then how he speaks not only to me, but to other people around me. And there's so many times I love when you have like, I, this happens with my parents too, where I say something, I'm like, Oh, that's like my dad. My dad totally would have said that. I love that. Or my mom that I just feel like I was just a part of my mom right now. Well, there's so many times I think that with Bob, like, Oh my gosh, that was just like a Bob Jonesy type experience. I love that. I love that. I have that paradigm, not just from watching, but doing life with him, you know, sitting with him out on his deck when he's gardening and these like big garden bins that he had and, and just telling me story after story and then asking me question after question. And then just, just spending time like a grandpa would. And I didn't have a grandpa growing up. And so Bob became the closest thing to that. And I just think, you know, I didn't know I needed a grandpa because I never had one. And that's what God gave me as a spiritual grandpa. And some of you who are listening, it's God wants to give you mentors and people who would pour into your life, but they're in places you would never look. And he's already has them set up. He set them up before time began, but sometimes what your journey, what you have to do to get that mentor is to be really open to something outside of your box of what you think you need or what you think you want. And uh, I've looked for a few mentors and I've, I've got them as well, especially around this time. Like one of the mentors that I feel like I really got was a businessman who really helped me through a season. He was a seasonal mentor. He really helped me. And I went and pursued him and nobody knew who he was in, the, in our community or our world, nor was he relevant because everyone in that community in that world was going after ministry and he was going after business. So when I came to him, not only did he have time, but he was excited because he's like, oh, somebody cares about kingdom business. And he took me on a journey of learning just about um, consulting and coaching and and looking into organizations and looking with kind of emotional intelligence. And I went on a whole journey of leadership development because of him that I wouldn't have gone on without him. So there's times we look for mentors. And again, they're not always easy to see. And there's other times where God drops them in our lives. But I love that God is faithful that if we'll say, I want to grow in you, he's going to send us spiritual mentors that aren't always moms and dads, because he wants to be our father. But there are people who will bring us forward in life and impart what they have so that we can have double, so we can have more, so we can have, you know, we get 10x in our lifetime from where we're at. And so I just want to give you that encouragement. I wanted to share some of my story. Um, one of the poor ends, I feel like before Bob, I was, you know, prophetic because I pursued it and I was hungry for it. After Bob, I start to understand that there's, you know, there's people who are appointed in the prophetic for certain things and that we're all called to be appointed by God in our industry, in our field, in our ministry, in our family. And I learned how to partner and cooperate with God and understand that he's ordained things in my lifetime. And so I took my calling a lot more seriously where before that I would say, oh, I'm just like everybody else. After that, I would say, no, everyone's super unique. And the way we see ourselves and the way we see other people is important. We need to see God's ordained, you know, before time began, he dreamed of us for millions of years. We need to see that and take that seriously for ourselves and the world around us. And I just, I love that I have that story and that experience because of Bob Jones. And I'm glad I got to share it with you. So thanks for listening today. We'll be back with another guest next week. Do you want to be mentored in hearing God's voice? It's not hard, but it takes time, examples, practice, and conversations to really get in the place of being able to get revelation and also to know how to interpret and reply what God's showing you. I have started an online community through our platform, Transcend God Mentoring, where you receive weekly videos, weekly live group mentoring, monthly special events, and all of our past e-courses on the gifts, marriage, and relevant topics to your spiritual journey. Come join me and all my platform contributors to learn how to walk out a thriving journey of hearing God. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic, part of the Exploring Series podcast. These podcasts are made possible by generous donations of listeners just like you. Become a partner or visit us at bullsministries.com with your one-time donation today. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please become a part of our family by subscribing. Connect to us at www.bullsministries.com where we want to resource you with our articles, books, books, 
weekly mentoring, e-courses, and more. Or download our Bulls app free at our web store. We love to hear your feedback. Drop us a line and also your rating, reviewing, and sharing makes such a difference in the world for people learning about us. Thanks for listening.